By DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Maybe you're signing up while you're drinking sangria. Mm-hmm. Uh, multitasking. Multitask. Uh, what's going on, everybody? I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Here's the video with my guys, Big Dave. Bow. BWL Sports. Bow. Will to go Gottlieb. Will underscore Gottlieb. Adult. Our power producer, Steven, on the controls. Uh, happy Memorial Day, Stand. Bulls Nation. Yes. We are recording this episode for y'all beforehand, mm-hmm. uh, the week prior. Yes. So we're going to do some AMAs yeah. because we asked y'all for some AMAs that we never ended up getting to on an episode last week. Yeah. We figured we would use that time to do this on Memorial Day. So if something crazy has happened in the NBA on Sunday or Saturday, like, oh my gosh, we got Celtics Heat Game 7, or Jimmy Butler married himself in a wedding dress on Miami <laughs> Beach. Why are you not talking about ah, that? Ah, that was for you, Steven. Ah. Uh, pre-recorded episode here on Memorial Day, so you guys still had an episode fresh in your feed on Memorial Day. I do have a question sure. before we start, because we were talking to Steven about, you know, the money he spent on his birthday Yeah, for, for his steak. Money well spent. When was this? This was uh, on Sunday. Okay. Oh, so happy, just happy 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 happy. oh, thank you guys. Oh, yeah. Happy belated birthday. I thought you were talking about something that happened like months Me ago. Me too. No, That's no. what I was thinking, Will. Yeah. Wow. Did you guys not see the picture of his steak in Slack over the weekend? I did not. No, I can't oh say that God. I did. I did not see this. I saw it. And oh, there was, was a photo. Drooling immediately. Okay. All right. I'm digging it up. I need Don't worry. Work. Please dig that. I'd like to see it I'm as digging well. digging it up. But my question to you, Matt Peck, what's the most you've ever spent on a steak? One steak? Yeah, just one steak. Probably... Close to two hundred bucks. Close to two. Was it a tomahawk? Uh, it was. It was a prime rib. Prime and rib. It was a ask the chef for a wider cut than is on the menu. Prime Ooh, rib. Ooh, that's attractive. Hey, see that? Okay, that's a, that's a tasty looking tomahawk. Steak that is a very if it wasn't served tomahawk. on a cutting board, I would be disappointed. I would be. I would be seriously disappointed because that no looks sides delicious. Came with that. <laughs> that looks. That I'm, looks I'm incredible. about to say, bro. You got some I, microgreens? No, I'm from the world of if I'm buying something, it comes with fries. Like that's the world I'm from. See, my steak frites. <laughs> my theory on that is why have sides when you can just have more entree. Okay. And it was forty ounces, so uh-huh. I don't need a side. Yeah, but look at the plate you served on. It's room. There's room mm-hmm. to There's put room something for more. there. There's I room. could have gotten sides. It just would have cost more. I already See, dropped, that's bull. I already dropped 200 bucks. What do you want okay. from me? Did yeah. they tell you? Did you tell them it was your birthday? Yes. Okay. What, I, did, I, did, I, did I got you a little get? cake thing at the end. It was okay. Great. All right. All right. So you got something. Yes. Did they sing a song or? Uh, no, there was no singing. I didn't think of that. Okay. But the old fashions help. I don't need singing. <laughs> okay. All right. So See, my move, if, it's, if I'm like birthday dinner or special occasion dinner, Instead of wasting money on exercise and or dessert, I'll order cut of meat for my meal, mm-hmm. and then I'll order another cut of meat for my dessert. What? <laughs> that's not where I thought that was going. And I shouldn't be shocked that that's where that went, <laughs> yeah. but that's not where I thought that was going. Oh, yeah, man. So you get a cut of meat oh, for yeah. your dinner, and do then like, for like dessert, a prime rib or a ribeye or a strip, and then just get a filet for dessert. <laughs> you ever done that, Steve? Uh. No, I haven't, but I do have a nice hack that you'll love, Peck. Yeah. If you go to Texas Roadhouse, you could order any size steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's like, I, I want to say it's $2 extra per ounce. Yeah. So I went there the one time, ordered a bone and ribeye. They didn't put the bone on there. So I got pure meat. Oh, so wow. So no bone weighing it down. And it, it, was, it, was, ex- it was also really expensive, right. but not quite $200. But think about how much meat. You don't even need to get the side filet then for right. dessert. You just get one giant ribeye. Right. How did you get the steak? Medium rare. Medium rare? Yeah. Okay. Way to go. That's the, the only, only way to do it. Depends on the cut. Answer. 
Some cuts Some, I'll go rare. Okay. Like it, like if it, if it's a nice sirloin or a nice filet mignon, you, rare. <laughs> you hate it. All other cuts, medium rare. That's it. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Um, but sometimes you have to flirt with if it's a busy night at a busy steakhouse, and they're cranking out a lot of steaks. Sometimes they'll accidentally overcook a medium rare, and yeah. then you're dealing with a medium, and then your day's ruined. <laughs> if they mess There's up, nothing worse than an overcooked steak. If they mess it up, do you get something for that, or do you just take bite the bullet and eat it? As as someone who had many years many jobs spanning many years in the food service industry yeah. in my youth i am always as courteous and kind as possible to my wait staff sure one thing that i have on a very rare occasion in the past done is make a note and a request that this meat was overcooked and to bring me a fresh cut of meat that is uh-huh. cooked to the temperature that i requested do you get to keep that meat that's overcooked Oh, my man. <laughs> That's my guy. They can't serve it to anybody else. You feel point. me? You ain't going to do nothing with it. You're going to keep that right there. I appreciate that right there, man. Will, I do have a question. What's the most? Because I'm curious because you don't spend a dime. So what's the most? <laughs> hey, now. What's hey the now. most you spend? What are you spend? calling this man cheap? I didn't call him cheap. <laughs> I, he's frugal. Will is very frugal. I trust him with my money. But... The thing is, I don't really eat steak that much. I don't really okay. like go out for steak. If I do it, I'll just like grill it at home. Okay. So I don't really have a You'll good make answer. it yourself? Yeah. Oh, flex right there. We'll make it his own steak. Well, I just, I don't like to go out and spend yeah. a million bucks on a steak. Yeah, exactly. What did I just say? I can't just buy a $200 <laughs> steak for myself. Okay. See, what, 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 but maybe, maybe I will now. But so you can cook it medium rare. You can yeah, medium rare. Up. Okay, all right, medium all right, rare, for sure. All right, all right. Just maybe checking. just you know, don't get that second Celsius can of energy every day. <laughs> I need it. Save up. He needs it. I need it. You gotta have it, man. Hey, if I eat while. steak instead, I'm gonna be asleep. So. <laughs> As someone who doesn't eat red meat, Dave, yeah. what's the thing that you would want to go into a nice restaurant and spend the most money on? Oh, that's a great question. Salmon. I, I was spending on salmon. Um, uh, any any cut of fish, some swordfish. I would spin that on for sure. Uh, so my my I, I like that as well. Uh, yeah, any cut. There's so many I don't cuts think I've of ever fish. Had swordfish. Yes. Oh, delicious. Sounds good. Absolutely delicious. Um, the right cuts, the right shrimp. You know, there are certain restaurants that serve it correctly or do it right. What What's those restaurants that bring you over like the swords? Oh, of, Brazilian steakhouse. Yes, yeah, that bring you like the sword. That's where you get. They'll your do money. that. That's yeah. where you get your oh, money. Well, I, I'm a free yeah. flyer at the Brazilian steak. Okay, oh, yeah. bet. Yeah. They do oh, the yeah. same when it comes to seafood. Why do you guys think I went they, to Brazil? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they do the same when it comes to seafood, when they bring it over to you like that. So I like it like that as well. When I'm, if I'm just going all out, you know, yeah. on, on, on some uh, seafood and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I'll do it that way, man. Like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm eating right, baby. I'm good. I'm enjoying it. It's all right. What up, shirtless wonder? I'm enjoying it. It's all right. And everything is good, man. Just come over to my side one time. Just once. I've been to your side. I used to live on your side. It was my best friend. <laughs> we were tight. What happened? Like, well, There's know. no beef that you can't squash, pun intended, <laughs> to go back to being an eater of red meat, which is one of the biggest joys of the human experiment. Uh, seafood is just absolutely delicious to me. I truly think it is absolutely phenomenal. I uh, love yes. eating it. In a, a shocking burger. turn of events, yeah. I am somewhere in the middle. Come on. Come <laughs> on with it, goat. 
See, but Steven is like you, Matt. Like, when I tell him about salmon burgers and, and stuff like that, he, he gets the same reaction as you. Like, what the hell are you talking about back that to me? It's offensive to even call it burger. <laughs> it's an oxymoron. A See salmon I mean? burger. See? No, it's one or the other. See what I mean? You like, want to eat a salmon filet, eat a salmon filet. Yeah. Don't fucking call it a burger. What's the last piece of fish you ever ate? Oh, I, I'll eat fish once in a while. I, it was salmon. Mm. It's not... It's not my thing. I'm allergic to shellfish too, so I don't need to Gotta go. Get like, your omega threes in, guys. Yeah, experience. man. Hey, I, I, I eat fish oil every day. You? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You doing your fish oil? Okay. I just got him to actually get his, get on his AG one. So it's one step right, at a time. Dude, don't even. One, try one step at a time. I'm not, man. I'm not. All right. I'm, it's I'm, lemon coated. It's so you know. You taste the fish oil. What did Lane say on Seinfeld? Like I'm just I'm just doing this trying to get over here. I'm not gonna make any set moves and make him run away. Like no, I just got him the AG one. I'm not gonna say, hey man, throw some fish oil in there and <laughs> get him to, to not do anything. No, I am happy where he is right now, man. It is awesome. We gotta. We got to go to a steakhouse this summer. I'm with just, it. Just see. Just try it. I'll try it. I'll try it. I'm, you act like I haven't had rare, amazing cuts of meat I'm in just, my life. I'm I have. Just, I'm just trying to help you. I will never tell you meat is not delicious. Have I ever told you that? I've never sat there and told you meat isn't amazing. It isn't great. It isn't phenomenal. It's awesome. You, on the other hand, <laughs> continuously <laughs> will tell me it is trash. It is horrible. What are you doing? It is atrocious. It's one of the things that I hate about you. This is what Matt does. But I love it. Trying to help you through facts. Could I speak to you? <laughs> through yeah. facts. I'm so sorry. So, it's a fact-finding so mission. <laughs> That's what it is. Come on. I will, you, I'll, you'll try the fish. I'll try your cuts of meat. Good. We'll okay. That. Deal. That's fair, right? Deal. That sounds fair. Only, right. only cuts of fish. Yes. Don't make me eat that shellfish crap. I won't make you eat Bug shellfish. meat from the bottom of the ocean. No, I ain't touching I that. I won't make you. No, you I won't missed it. Do when, that. when Mark was in town, uh, we went out for Italian. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we all ordered our entrees. And yeah. Lawrence uh, ordered a dish of calamari for the table mm -hmm. and did not order fried calamari. He ordered grilled calamari. But Matt didn't know Who this. Who orders grilled calamari when you could have so fried? So the waiter, the waiter put the, the plate down. And Matt was just like, I'm not eating that. <laughs> it was so on brand. And for any of you that think that he's just playing a character, that happened in real life. That happened in real life. I was there. But did he end up trying it? He didn't. He liked it. And he liked it. But not as much as I like fried calamari. Yeah, well, this is also probably true. Really? Fried stuff is better? Yeah. I'm shocked. Yeah, really, because I'm you amazed. know what makes... Rubbery squid tentacles taste better. <laughs> Being deep frying them shits. <laughs> Duh. Oh my oh, goodness! That's awesome. How much time have we wasted, Stephen? <laughs> oh, Eleven and a half minutes. We're gonna have minutes. to put timestamps on this awesome, episode. Man. All right, great. Cool. Uh, Sounds good to me. Ads, and then let's actually come back and start talking about some bulls topics, oh, courtesy good. of our listeners and viewers. And their AMAs. Okay, so that was good. We had our, our little own AMA within our group. We did. We, we did. had some questions. And that's how we grow. We had some questions. And that's how we grow and get better as a unit, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. By not, you know, making fun of what people do, but actually experiencing the, what they do. The protein from red meat is how you grow, <laughs> actually. <laughs> if we're going to be scientific about this. That's how you grow. Every time I think of man, I think he's been eating rare cuts Thank of meat since he was six years old. <laughs> like, like just In the real. womb. In the womb. That's what he Shout did on. Shout out Mama Peck. Shout out Mama Peck. Give me that red I meat I still need that womb. potato salad, Mama Peck. I still need it. <laughs> I'll bring you some. Oh, I can't I'm wait to have it. this weekend. Well, give me I'll some of that. I'll bring you some back. Oh, I can't wait to have it, man. Oh, my main man, Baby Joy. You already know. Mm. Hollered at him. You know, I had this conversation with him. 
about the rare cuts of meat. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. I asked him, had he ever eaten that before? And he looked at me and he said, have you ever had lion? And I was like, I've never had lion before, baby <laughs> Joey. He was like, well, you ain't lived. And I was like, dang, Joey, I ain't lived. And then I said, but I eat seafood. He said, well, have you ever had whale? I was like, Joey, why would I be eating whale? And he said, he looked at me and he said, then you never understood. Never understood. Because he never understood. Eating Shamu over there. He ain't get it. <laughs> why? Why he's eating that whale? He was wondering to himself, why? Ladies and gentlemen, does he have to pay so much money to get these premium polarized shades on his face? Didn't make any sense to him. Didn't make any sense to the people at Shady Rays. So guess what they said they're going to do? They're going to give you that world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that you ever put on your face. They're going to give you some durable frames and some extremely clear optics for all your outdoor. And as this eating man over here always says, the indoor adventiones. That's not a word. But... (laughs) Guess what? They give it to you at an affordable price. Shady Rage, y'all. But that's not all. They got the Matt Peck lost in Brooklyn Places praying. Ah, glass is gone. Upset. Uh-oh. He's mad. He's thrown him. And then Cody walked over and stepped on him because he's angry. Oh. Because the Cubs won, but they only won one game but lost 12. So he's extra angry. And he's upset about it. But then, guess what? He remembered that he could send those broken glasses right back in to Shady Rays, and they will send him a brand new pair, no questions asked. And also, for you people out there, that gets you a pair of glasses, and you look at it, you say, this style don't fit me. Why don't it fit me? You know why it didn't fit you? Because you were sitting here looking at the goat saying, man, he looks amazing in them glasses right there. I should get me a pair. You can't look like the goat. It ain't going to work. Can't be done. Got to get your own. And so they can send that back in. They will send you your own as long as you do it within 30 days. You can send it back in, and they will return you a brand-new pair for free. Mm. No risk when you shop, and their team always has your back. So exclusively for the listeners out there, guess what? It's the Shady Rays Memorial Day sale right now, baby! Live in your face. Go to ShadyRays.com and you will get 35% off of all your sunglasses. You heard what I said. All the glasses on there. The ones on his face. The ones on the goat face. All of it. You will get 35% off of all the sunglasses, y'all. And try it for yourself. (laughs) The shades that are rated five stars by over 50 thousand people not 50 but 250,000 people because the shady rays well the rays goat are oh so damn shady i have an announcement i'd like to make oh please i'm all ears the comed energy efficiency program (laughs) is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve helping manage energy usage and lower energy (gasps) bills now and into the future. Not the future, too. Go. Would you mind if I piggyback on that announcement? I would love for you to piggyback on that <laughs> announcement. Because I know the ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial and industrial and public sector customers mm. of all sizes across all of their territory. Mm. It's a big territory. Big. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, and industrial processes. Ooh. Quick question. Mm-hmm. How does it work? Answer, an authorized engineer works with you, GOAT, to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, 
customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects y'all can start working on immediately. Mm -hmm. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback plans. If you own a business, first of all, good for you. <laughs> Second of all, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com. Powering biz. Was that comed.com slash powering biz? That's right, go comed.com slash powering biz, B I Z biz. Schedule your appointment today. <laughs> we broke Dave. Dave's broken. I like how he looked right at me and said that shit. <laughs> I know what I need to do. I understood the assignment. You understood the assignment. Yes, he did, ladies and gents. Yes, Slayed. he did. <laughs> uh, speaking of understanding the assignment, yes. y'all out there at Bulls Nation, uh, the regular supporters, viewers, listeners of our CHO Bulls programming, uh, Understood your assignment and did it well when we asked you for some AMA questions a while back. Segway. We didn't have time to get to them until right this very minute. Right now, now we do. So we're going to talk about a bunch of different subjects and questions that y'all tossed our way on this Memorial Day episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first one that I wanted to kick things off with is a whopper. It's a doozy. Ooh. And that's why I wanted to start it's a with it. It's a woozy. It's a woozy. It's a woozy. Mm -hmm. At Bulls Deep Dish on Twitter, Shout great out. Twitter handle, by the way. <laughs> Twitter handle. <laughs> asked us, what needs to happen in the offseason to convince you Arturis Karnaschovas is competent enough to run a team? Mm. That is a loaded question, that gentlemen. That is an incredibly loaded question. That's why I'm going to make one of y'all go first. Okay. Uh, what does he need to do to show that he is competent? Well... If do, you are starting to lose your trust in AK yeah. and his abilities, what does he need to do well, this offseason to regain that trust? As somebody who had complete faith in, in AK, I think it's very safe to say that it, it's very normal to say you've lost some faith after him not doing anything. I'm cold and I am shame, lying like, naked on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, yeah. Shout out, Natalie Bruce. Yes, shout out. <laughs> it, it is very, very fair to feel that way about AK. I would say the simple answer is do competent things. <laughs> that, is the, that is the fair answer. Guess what? Because it's not hard to see what the Bulls need and what the Bulls have to have to be a good basketball team. You know what they have to have. They need a point guard, clearly. They're a better team when they have a point guard. And they had Patrick Beverly, who, who was bottom of the barrel, because of his age, you know, and, and what he does, but he's at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to point guards, you know, starting point guards, I should say, in this league. And you saw the Bulls and how better they played. You saw how better Zach Levine played, you know, when you had that kind of point guard around you. So you get yourself a competent point guard, step one. The next thing you need, obviously, is shooting. And when you get that shooting around you, a point guard and some shooting, those are competent moves by the Chicago Bulls and, and AK that they can make to make this team better. So you do that, and you answer those simple questions. Everything else that you want to add uh, to the team that they might be missing, sure, you, you, whatever you feel. You know what I mean? Like, I need more wing help. I need more rebounding. You know, whatever you want to feel, fine. 
But you have to answer those two questions. You have to get the point guard. You have to get the shooting. Those are the things that have been lacking since Lonzo was still Lonzo. <laughs> you still need those things. You still needed a backup point guard. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and and Ayo filled in admirably for that team, but Ayo was better when he was just roaming. When he wasn't just I'm just a point guard. He was better when he was like, I can play the two, I can play the three and cheat there. Mm-hmm. Cause remember in Boston, he was playing some of the three yeah. in that game. I remember it vividly. He was playing some of the three in that game, man. So he's he was awesome when he was roaming. So if you can get another surefire point guard for that team, awesome. But you definitely need shooters. Without a doubt, you have to get shooting on this team. Those are simple, competent moves that you have to make, and that will restore some of my faith that has been slightly damaged in AK and Mark Eversley. You can buff that out. I can buff, yeah. The, 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 the slight damage to yeah. your faith in AK. So scratch right there. <laughs> right there. I didn't You've do that. You've been here before, haven't you? What about you, Goat? So I think competent is such a low bar that I almost, like, don't want to talk about it that way. Like, mm-hmm. competence, to your point, is, like, not letting the team, like, spin down the toilet. Yes. Which is kind of what's happened. Yeah. And so, like, to get to that point, For you're no right. reason. It's like you add a point guard, you add some shooting. It's like that's we not complicated. But I think for me, what I want to see is some savviness and some Ooh, self-awareness. Sexy. And the ability to understand mm. where you are, not only this year, but, like, long-term, I want to see a plan. Because what we saw out of AK in his first year when he made a move for Vooch and then the following offseason when he got Caruso and Lonzo and DeMar, we saw the vision, we saw a plan, and we saw the execution there. And I think for him to regain the trust and prove, again, I think competence is, like, too low a bar, but to prove that he is, like, a good GM and president of basketball operations and lead decision maker, I think he needs to prove that he understands what this team is right now mm-hmm. and make moves that um, that reflect that. So to me, like, to, to do those competent moves, mm-hmm. I think that's competence, but I think it misses the point. Okay. I think it misses the bigger picture of, like, what is this group really? How, mm-hmm. how do we actually compete? How do we get to a point where we're not just, like, fighting for a play-in berth mm-hmm. or, or hoping to get into the first round. Because I think that that level of competence is just, like, I just don't think that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows, like, what their aspirations and goals are in terms of what the mandates from ownership are and all that stuff. But I think for me to feel like they are making moves to be a competitive team, mm-hmm. um, I think that would take some self-awareness and some savviness on the cap sheet, on trades, on mm-hmm. moves on the margins, on developing young players that are on the roster, on finding young players that aren't on the roster to develop. Mm-hmm. I think all those things would show me a, a level of self-awareness and a, and a trajectory that tells me that they're thinking bigger picture here because I think that's the job, and I think that at its very core is confidence. Yeah, and here's let me add to, to what you're saying right there because I don't think showing your confidence is a low bar. I think it's a, it's a very high bar because it's a bar that their asses didn't jump over. So I, I think it's a bar that they have to address and, and get to because it was something that 
clearly they needed to do. Now, it might be simple because they were like, hey, this is what you need. And you didn't do what we needed. You yep. know what I'm saying? No, so, you're totally right. And I, and I feel you on that. But I feel like they have to show me they understand what this team needs. And clearly what this team needs is that point guard and some, some three-point shooting. That's clearly what they need. Everything else, like you said, the getting the money right, you know, uh, making sure um, you're making moves to make this team a actual competent basketball team for years to come. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm talking about for this season coming up, I know what you need to do is those two things for sure to show me that you win it because I didn't see you do it for years. I didn't see you do it even after you got Lonzo, even after you got Caruso, even after you got these guys. I haven't seen you make those moves to bring those kind of guys in on this team. So for me, I have to see that you can do that before I can even deal with those other – I have to see you know multiplication before I know you can deal with calculus. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I'm not sure they know multiplication yet. So that's why I'm like, show me you know this math. Show me you don't understand that. And then I was like, okay, now we can go to calculus, and now we can go to geometry and trigonometry and all that other stuff right there. But right now, they they put me on a level, a smaller level there, Will. You know what I mean? But it, for me, it's still a big-ass level that they're on because they haven't addressed it. And it's something simple that the Bulls need that could have elevated them and had them better this season if they actually made moves to address it. Yeah, and I think – the way that I'll put it is, because I, I agree with everything you're saying, is like, for me, I need to see that they can get past competence. Mm -hmm. Because just getting by, just fighting for the 10th seed, mm -hmm. just doing the things necessary to keep them it's in the race for the plan is right. not good enough. Agreed. That's, I agree. To me, that is not competence. I agree with that. That is a level below. That is fighting for mediocrity, which I just don't think is good enough. I agree with that. It's not good enough. Mm -hmm. It's got to be better. I, I, I would say... The phrase you said twice, Will, at the beginning and end of your thoughts, self-awareness, that is the name of the game to me as far as, as I will evaluate what AK and the Bulls do this offseason. Are they self-aware mm. of the situation they're in and make proactive moves to try to fix it? Because as Dave, you're talking, and like the things you're talking about aren't wrong. This team needs a point guard. This team needs more shooting. Tomorrow. If we are operating under the assumption, and it's a safe one, that they are not paying the luxury tax this upcoming season, because you got to be a championship contender before you get to the luxury tax payment part, according to ownership, then I, I don't know that you can do that on the fringes of their cap situation as it's currently constructed. So what do I want to see to have my faith put back in them? Be self-aware. By being self-aware, admit to yourself that this core isn't good enough to be anything other than the 10th seed. And, you, Will, you were talking about this earlier today. You got some of those other younger squads in the East that are up and coming. It's only going to get harder to make the playoffs in the East. This trio of Zach, DeMar, and Vooch played the most minutes of any trio in the NBA this past season. And they couldn't manage a winning record or to get out of the play-in. So, what do I want to see? I want to see him break up that big three. Hey, Cody. How you doing? <laughs> thank uh, you, Cody. Thank you. <laughs> that, to me, is being self-aware this offseason. Because, like, 
getting a point guard and shooting is like reactive to the problem. Yeah. And I think if you're always just reacting and responding to mm-hmm. your flaws with this group, you know, where you're going to end up. And right. so right. I think like, to me, like competence is getting a step past competence. Yeah. I know that sounds kind of ridiculous, but that's kind of how I feel. No, about explain it. that. Explain just like it. it's, it's the self-awareness. It's getting ahead of the problems, mm-hmm. right? Not just reacting to them. And I think that means taking a, a hard look at your future and understanding in the next five years, where do you want to be and how do you get there? Mm-hmm. And not just saying, let's just keep trying to do the same thing and go on the hamster wheel of getting in the play in tournament. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's kind of what shooting in a point guard leads you to mm-hmm. obviously like within some standard deviation of maybe the fifth or sixth seed right. topping out and mm-hmm. missing the play in on the low end. Um, I think getting yourself out of the middle is a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so getting ahead of it and understanding your positioning and being self-aware, like I talk about it with players all the time. Sure. That's a really important thing to me. And so, you know, whatever it is, whether it's trying to still be competitive, whether it's trying to tear it down, whether it's trying to build for five years from now and not just for next year or the year after, I need to see some vision and some execution on how to get there. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're talking about future you know, looking ahead. And, and again, that's correct. And mine is, <clears throat> excuse me, mine is I'm, I'm looking immediately at this next season and what you need to do to be competitive in this next season. Because uh, there's not a lot of hope for a lot of Bulls fans going into the next season because what you have is right in front of you. So even if I'm talking about guys like Daylin, if I'm talking about guys like Justin, they don't matter in this instance mm-hmm. because they're already there. You know what I'm saying? They, they, we got that. That's that. We'll see what that future beholds for them. But let me. But, but what they don't have is what they don't have. And so you have to address what you don't have. For me, you have to address what you don't have to get to what you're trying to get to in the future. Because you can't get to what you're trying to get to in the future if you don't deal with the damn problem that you got right now. You sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I guess for me, it's like, well, what if the answer to getting there in the future is trading Dalen or mm-hmm. trading mm-hmm. Patrick or more future first round sure, picks to sure. double and triple and quadruple down on this product. Sure. Like to me, I, I don't think that's good enough. I think that would be the wrong direction to go. Mm-hmm. And so I think you do have to kind of extend it out. And if you can find a way to both be competitive now and set yourself up better for the long term, that would be great. Yeah. And that's their goal. I mean, they want to be competitive yeah. now. So they have to do both. You know what I'm saying? I just I don't think you can keep doing that at the expense of your future. Okay, you have to sacrifice to one is what you mean. Yeah. Okay. It's hard gotcha. to do both. It's really gotcha. hard to do both. Gotcha. Um, sort of along similar lines, uh, our next question comes from our guy, Beat Daddy Fish, on Twitter. What up, buddy? Who said, can you reshake this roster around Zach without trading DeMar? They pretty much said that they were a package deal. They, I assume you mean like Bulls organization said yeah. they were a package deal. I don't see how you reshape around Zach without trading DeMar, considering they have no other options through the draft or free agency. Isn't trading both inevitable? Um, I, I think there are ways to do it. I'm not necessarily a fan of what that would look like. Um, but to your point, and just to kind of set the cap space situation – Bulls have no incoming picks this year, no first round, no second round. Um, they have Vooch, Io, Kobe, Javante, Patrick Beverly, uh, free agents, and Andre Drummond and Derek Jones Jr. have player options. So depending on what happens with some of those free agents, you have more or less space 
Um, if Vooch walks for nothing, you create enough room to use your mid-level exception. Maybe you can retool, find another center and a, a wing player. You bring back Kobe and sort of retool that way. But it becomes really difficult, and that's why I've been kind of preaching, like, I think there need to be some bigger changes just because that's really the only way you can open up the room to be able to maneuver. Mm -hmm. And so if you keep Zach and DeMar together, you've got Lonzo's contract on the books, you know, are you going to move Caruso and Patrick Williams to try to combine and consolidate and, and bring somebody else in? Uh, what happens with Vooch and that space? Are you going to go into the tax and use that mid-level exception to do so? Like there are ways you can do it, but it's, to me, those are just tweaks. They're band-aids mm -hmm. on a bigger problem mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. I don't know if you can solve without creating enough room, which would require moving one of Zach and Mar. So yes, it's possible, but I don't think that like the outcome of that is much better than what we're seeing already. As Taylor Swift once said, band-aids don't fix bullet holes. Wow. Very true. <laughs> wow. It's true. Uh, it's, <laughs> wow. It's, it's possible. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's definitely possible. Um, but I think honestly, it also comes down to belief in what you have on your roster. Uh, do you think that certain guys, the certain young guys that you mentioned, do you feel like they'll take a leap or take a step to get you to the level that you're trying to get to? So I don't know where AK and Eversley stand on those young guys. I mean, we'll find out obviously, yep. uh, very soon, uh, how they believe in, in those guys or if they believe in those guys. But I think that's honestly what it comes down to. Do you think that this team as presently constructed with the young guys that they have, will be able to get you to the level that you're trying to get to, which is a top four or five team in the Eastern Conference. Do you think Justin Lewis is that guy? Daylon Terry, uh, Kobe White, Ayo DeSumo. Do you think those guys are part of that? And that's kind of, if you don't, then when do you make those moves on those guys? You know, like, do you do it midseason? Do you figure it out? do you continue to go with it for another year? You know what I'm saying? And then, like, okay, we'll see what we got next year with those guys. It's hard. It's very difficult because – and but but at the same time, that's the job. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's the job, guys. It's, it's hard and it's difficult. It's not easy. But you put yourself kind of in this position also. You know, you kind of put yourself where you are right now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where their belief is in that. But to answer your question, I've I'm, I'm been a component, like, forget it. Just build around Zach. That's where I'm at. Like, just build around him. Put whatever Zach needs and whatever Zach wants around Zach Levine because he hasn't had that yet. Totally. You've, you've had that in the sense of he loves DeMar DeRozan. You know what I mean? But it doesn't feel like he was out there clamoring for DeMar DeRozan. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. I don't know. You know what I mean? But it just doesn't feel like he was out there clamoring for him. You, gave, you saw what he looks like when he has a point guard. In Lonzo Ball, you saw what it looked like. And in Patrick Beverly, you saw what it looked like. Again, go look at Zach's numbers after the All-Star break when they got Patrick Beverly. They're better. They're really damn awesome when you look at that. So are you going to trust that Zach Levine can be that guy for you and you can build around him and see what your team can be with that? I feel like that's the move they have to make personally. That's how I feel. And – you make that when you trade DeMar DeRozan, you get some assets, and you continue to build around Zach and give him something he hasn't had while he's here. Mm -hmm. Zach was the man by default when he got here. Mm -hmm. So because you you were building with rookies. You were building with Wendell. You have been with Lowry. You weren't going to build around those guys. You built around the guy that you traded Jimmy Butler for. He was the key piece in that trade. So you're trying to build around him. 
He was the guy by default. You were trying to figure out what he is. We kind of figured it out. You know what I mean? It feels like Zach did too. So we know the flaws. We get it. So let's make the moves and put them in the right situation to have what he needs to have to move forward with this team. But, yeah, they, they, they're, we're going to find out what they believe, Will. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to find out if those guys, they really, truly do believe in them. And we're going we're gonna to find out soon. Uh, hold that thought because there's another interesting question we got on Twitter about Zach okay. specifically, and I wanted to touch on that one. We will do that next coming up after this break. While we're doing that, hit that thumbs up button. If you're watching along on YouTube, we appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. YouTube! Dave, who do we got? Oh, go! Oh, go. Oh, get fitted. Get fitted. Get fitted. Here comes Steve. Well, I'm just waiting for Steve to come back because he was walking in. Was you eating something, Steve? What you eating, man? Tomahawk. Hot dogs. <laughs> Tomahawk. Tomahawk hot dogs. You left off the Tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> sounds delicious. Sounds amazing. It actually does sound amazing. Right? Oh. But you can't eat your gear. So you might as well get fed it out in the best sports gear around. With the hoodies, the shoes, the signs, the bobbleheads, and everything in betwixt. That is from a Foucault. Because it's spring. And baseball season is going on. And the White Sox are kicking all kinds of behind Dude. right now, man. Shout out Did to Coach Jack. They've won five of their last You seven better series? see it correctly. Because Coach Jack, oh my God, Coach Jack was dealing out there. You hear me? Six to nothing. They got that victory. Mm, 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 mm. It felt good. And that was awesome to watch. So. Since you're out there watching it, you might as well go ahead and get your Aloha shirts, get your straw hats, get your polos, get your bags, and everything you're going to need to enjoy the game. And, of course, right behind us, that set decoration that y'all looking at, look at it. Check it. It's dope, right? You like it, right? Pretty cool? Smooth? Guess who did that? Foco! Foco hooked us up, man. So show them some love for showing us some love. So check out Foco.com. Or click the link in the description below. And for all non-pre-sale items, use the promo code CHGO and get yourself 10% off. That's 10% off. And where you get it at? Foco. Faux show. The sip pause. Yeah. Love the sip pause. I just hit him with it right there. Dramatic. Steven didn't know what was happening. He was like, something happened? Uh, here's a fresh reminder for you. Sign up to be a diehard with us at CHGO if you haven't yet. What are you waiting for? Maybe you were waiting for the exact right perfect reason to do so, that exact right perk that makes your money well spent. Well, mm -hmm. here's one. Our guy, Willie Gogotley, was working on actively this guy, and is already that's that's deep into He's a, person. a draft database for the 2023 NBA draft class. He's real. Stats yeah. upon stats upon stats. I touched them. Analysis, everything you could possibly want to know about these draft prospects is on our website, allchgo.com, right now for diehards only. You want that. Of course you want that. Everybody loves the NBA draft, and we are getting closer to it by yeah. the day. Yeah. So sign up to become a diehard. Plus, when you do, you get to pick a shirt, free shirt, any free shirt, free shirt in our CHGO merch locker yeah, yeah. that comes with your membership. You'll also get 20% off every time you make an order from our merch locker after the fact while you are a diehard member. 20% off. It's a great deal every time you shop. Plus, you get our awesome little diehard care package with uh, your diehard 
business card. Word. Your sticker pack what? with all of your different diehard stickers to adorn all of your things in your life. What? Yeah. Plus, I you love get stickers. discounted tickets to all of our public events, y'all. We get to hang out with you, hey, our fellow awesome. Chicago sports fans. That's awesome, man. Hell oh, yeah. What amazing thing. So, what are they waiting for? I mean, I don't know. No, maybe if they're waiting for you. No, it means there isn't a good reason. I think they're waiting for you to tell them where they can do it at. Uh, allchgo.com slash mm-hmm. diehard. Yeah. <laughs> Go sign up. Do it. Uh, okay, here's the next one in our AMAs. And, uh, Dave, I know you said you wanted to answer this one. And I did? On the heels of what we just talked about with Zach okay. getting him the I right did? help. <laughs> the Educator23 on Twitter said, am I too hard on Zach Levine? Mm. I don't see him as a guy where they should have ever built upon him as a foundation. I think he's a one-dimensional guy who's useless if he's not hitting shots. Damn. Where am I wrong? Um. I think any NBA player that's not hitting shots is useless. <laughs> I mean, it's just what it Who's is. Done? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're going to watch a bunch of guys lose their jobs because they can't hit shots. That's what it is. But Zach Levine hits shots. You know what I mean? It's what he does. Um, I think – I don't know if you're wrong in your feelings about Zach Levine, but I think you should still give him a little more leeway because uh, Zach Levine – even though you might not like his game, whatever you feel, it's still been pretty damn successful since he's been here in Chicago. Every single year, I've watched Zach Levine get better at something. And really, that's all you can ask for, for a guy that's still in his 20s, mm-hmm. still figuring out how to win. Remember, and again, I, I threw out that stat years ago that, that said he hadn't won four games in a row in his NBA career, all right? So, Zach Levine had to get over that hurdle, step one. He's not a winning player because those trash teams in Minnesota, that was Zach's fault. Correct. The trash teams yeah, that, that he was, was playing on, on his first three well, years yeah. in Chicago, you know, that's Zach's that's fault. That's on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had to deal with Jim Boylan and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how dare you? How dare you? Zap. I did. I did. Zap my face, please. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you very much. But, you know, dealing with, he had to learn how to win. It was a lot of things that he had to relearn, you know what I'm saying? And that's not an easy thing to do for any human being doing anything, is relearning something. So he had to relearn how to win. He had to learn how to be the man. Again, his game is changing because when he came into the league, he was just an athlete. That's it. He wasn't a guy that, that was dependent upon being a point guard or a shooting guard or anything like that. He had to relearn, like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm supposed to be that guy. Okay, let me learn how to do that. Oh, I got to be a two-way guy. Let me learn how to be that. Okay, I'm going to need to be a guy hitting shots at the, at the buzzer. Let me learn how to be that. I don't want to just be a dunk champion. It's been a learning process for, for Zach Levine. So I'm still patient, very patient with Zach. And I think I just enjoyed the progress, personally, Will, that, that he's done for this team. Now, I ain't saying I've loved all of it, you know, because that would be a lie. Of course, the turnovers that we see in the fourth quarter, him being – uh. Uh, a guy who just puts it on himself mm-hmm. and w- tries to take over a game in the fourth quarter, making bad turnovers and stuff like that. We've seen those things. But if I'm looking at him overall, it's hard for me to be mad at a dude who turned himself into a two-time All-Star from a guy that nobody thought was going to be anything coming off an a- uh, ACL injury. You know what I'm saying? Myself included. So, boom. So, it, watching him continue to grow and continue to get better and continue to be a guy – is something I feel you should be patient on 
But trust me, I understand the feelings that you got for him. So I'll just say this to your original point. Zach was 15th in the league in scoring this year. Like individual one-on-one scoring is, is, has always been and will always be the preeminent skill in basketball. Yeah. If you can score one-on-one, you will be a very important player on your team. I will also say this. It's not the only important thing. In fact. Zach is a flawed player. Yes. Um, he has gotten a lot better at the areas of his game where he was weak, um, but he's not a perfect player. And I'm going to say this, which I think contradicts a lot of what I've been saying over the past couple of weeks, which is like the reason why I was on board with the initial Vooch trade with signing DeMar, even though DeMar was not like this LeBron, Luka caliber free agent that was going to like solve all the problems. Like, there are only so many of those guys in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And you even look at, like, the Celtics right now who have, who have one of those guys, and they're struggling in the conference finals. Yeah. They've got a first-team All-NBA guy and a second-team All-NBA guy. <laughs> like, it just it, it doesn't work. Now 3-1. It doesn't work that way where, like, you, you have a guy and all, all of a sudden, like, your floor is the, the NBA finals. Like, right. that's right. LeBron. That's Great Michael. Point. Like, there's just, yeah. those guys don't exist. It's like Correct. there's two of them. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You just stop trying? Yeah. You don't try. You just aimlessly wander and, like, hope you can hit on lot. Like, that's just – that's not a way to approach the game of basketball. I, I appreciated what AK tried to do by putting this team together because it was a plan that made sense given what he had to work with. Yeah. yeah. And I think that with that being said, we've also gotten a chance to now see what that group could be. We, yeah. We've gotten a chance to see what that group could become led by Zach. And you said something earlier that um, I want to push back on and I wanted to save it for this portion of the show oh, let's go. because like you said, you wanted to build around Zach. You, mm-hmm. you feel like um, they haven't really done that. They haven't really given him what he needs to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that this group did that. I think that by putting shooting around him with Lonzo, mm-hmm. by putting defense around him with Lonzo and Caruso, yeah. by giving him an interior scoring threat who could also facilitate in Vooch. Mm. And then I think first and foremost, what was the knock on Zach? It was defense mm. and it was, is not clutch. Cannot create his own shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turns the ball over, does not get to his shot mm-hmm. in the clutch. And what does DeMar do? That to a T. Correct. Mm-hmm. So I think they did put a team together that on paper works really well. Mm-hmm. We saw it work really well in, uh, in practice. And it just... It stopped. Like, it just stopped. There was injuries. It didn't go the way they wanted to. And so, for me, going back to that first question, like, how do you adjust? Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you move forward understanding that the original plan didn't work? You have to be able to pivot. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's going to be really important, whether that's with or without Zach. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can put all of this on Zach. He's got his flaws. He makes his mistakes. He is not a perfect player. He'd probably be the first to admit that. But he is a really good player, and so if you want to try to build something else around him, you can. I think they've done a good job trying to do that. Again, it hasn't worked. Maybe you try something else, and that does work. Or maybe you go a different direction altogether. But for me, like I think fans and um, analysts and just like media in general kind of falls in love with the like the asset game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how can you accumulate more assets? How yeah. can you get more picks? Yeah. Always blow it up okay, and try see. to get the okc Mm -hmm. the process right like everybody that's very attractive but it doesn't like 
you don't win an award for like best asset management. Talk your shit. And I, I think if you can give yourself a chance to actually put something together, you should try to do that. And that's why I respect and commend AK for doing what he did initially. Mm. Where it starts to go awry is it's not working. How do you fix it? And so to me, I don't know if trading Zach is the answer. I don't know if trying to build a different thing around Zach is the answer. I do know this isn't working. And I think because you've gotten a chance to see that this doesn't work, mm -hmm. that's where you can start to say, okay, maybe a rebuild is in the cards. Okay. We've given this a real shot, and I think they have. Now maybe we pivot to a rebuild. Mm -hmm. But if you just have guys and you're just like collecting young players and maybe some like top 50-ish guys on your team, and it's always just like trade those guys away for draft picks and mm -hmm. can we get the 17th pick somehow? Like that I don't think gets you anywhere. But giving yourself a real chance to succeed and it not working, that's, I think, when you can start to look to a rebuild. And I think that's where the Bulls are right now. Mm -hmm. So to me, again, this is not Zach's fault. Zach is a flawed player. He's also a really damn good player. Mm -hmm. And you can get a lot for him, which is another reason why I think you do look towards that rebuild. But I don't think you just do it willy-nilly. I don't think you do it at all costs. you got to get value and you got to have a plan. you got to have direction and you gotta got to go out and execute. And I think the Bulls have to be getting at least to the point where they're considering what can we do here to either build around Zach or not and start over because we have given this a chance. And now knowing that information, that's when we start to make some new decisions. I feel you on everything you said. I feel you. But here's my pushback on what you're saying. Yes, they gave Zach a team and they built around him. What they didn't do was have a continuation of it. You saw it for half a season. That's it. That's yep. what you saw. If injuries or whatever, that's what you saw. You saw Lonzo out there half a season, Caruso, all those things. You dealt with a lot of injuries and a lot of things like that. But you saw it for half a year, including Zach being injured too. Remember, he was hurt yep. a lot as well. Are you saying you want to see more continuity, Dave? Yes, exactly what I'm saying. But you saw it for half a year. So for me, I didn't see it long enough for me to make that assessment on it to say, oh, it's not going to work just building around Zach. And because I didn't I say, see it. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't sit there and I didn't watch it. I saw I saw when I saw it together, I saw Zach Levine being an all-star. That's what I saw. When I saw he had it all like he needed, I saw Zach Levine being one of the best two guards in the league. I saw him in that debate with Devin Booker. I saw him in that debate with Donovan Mitchell. And a logical debate because of how good he played. You know what I'm saying? Because you remove certain things from him. But you came into this season removing things from him as far as the point guard was concerned. You know Zach needs a point guard. We know it. You didn't see him have one. And so you saw what? A whole different kind of basketball player and a whole different kind of basketball team. As soon as you got a point guard, just a scraping the barrel kind of point guard, you saw Zach Levine have an incredible second half of his year. But I know when you had something around him and you had those things around him just for a short period of time, I saw it look amazing. And not just me looking there and seeing amazing, best team in the East looking amazing. That's how amazing it looked when you had Zach Levine giving him what he needed. So I need you to see that again. I need you to do it again. Continue to give him what he needs and continue to believe in him for more than half a damn season. Let me see it for at least two years, and then I will be like, okay, fine, it didn't work that way. But for me only seeing it half a year and then not doing it again and not giving him more what he needs – I can't just give up on that because I only saw it for half a year. I need to see a longer stretch of it. And then I'll be like, okay, fine, it didn't work. Or it did work, whatever you feel. Yeah, I think that's exactly AK's mentality right now. Mm -hmm. We saw it work, the injuries, whatever. Like, it just, we couldn't put it together. And you don't, like, fully blame him because they sure. are in a tough spot, right? Like, they can't just, like, 
go out and spend another max contract. Right, exactly. It's a tough yeah. financial situation to Super be in. Super tough. But for me, it's like they tried to put something together. They did see it through for a little bit. But the the reality of where they are with their draft picks, with their cap space, makes it really difficult to be able to go out and do that. We don't know how much longer DeMar is going to be at this level. We don't know if Vooch wants to come back. And if he True. does, does he play at this level? True. There's just a lot of questions. And again, maybe you do continue to build it around DeMar. I have a hard time believing you removed DeMar from this team. I'm sorry, you built it around Zach. I have a hard time believing you removed DeMar from this group and somehow they get better. Right. Because he's one of their best players. Um, It's just a lot of questions. And like I said, maybe there is a way to do it around Zach. Like, these guys are not dumb. They, They understand there are flaws with this team. They understand the situation they're in. And they know how to find talent, but it's a matter of being able to pull it all together and actually execute. And because of the difficulty of where they are, it's hard to do that. And so is there a way out of this where they continue on this pathway, but kind of steer the ship a a degree or two, and then hopefully after a year you're off course into a better direction? Or do you just try to get whatever you can and then reset? So it's it's a difficult question. I understand where they want to be, where they want to go, and why they're tentative to make major changes but to me like this year and a half period where they haven't been able to add anybody where they haven't Mm -hmm. been able to succeed because Lonzo has been gone and for whatever other reason Mm -hmm. that's that period of that's the two years that you want to see and that's the mistake though is waiting on Lonzo you know what I'm saying and seeing if he was going to be because again he was in an anomaly you didn't know they had no clue if he was going to be ready they never understood Will they didn't get it and, that, and, again, that turned out to be a mistake for them to wait on him to see if he was going to be ready, see if he was going to come back. and see. But we'll find out, you know, during this season if they still want to do that again. And, obviously, I think we all agree it will be a mistake yep. for them to do that again and wait on Lonzo. But I think you have to build around. You've got to take your chance. You, you paid this man this money. You have to take the chance. And whether it works or not, I'm okay with it whether it works or not. But you have to take the chance and give him an opportunity to see if he's that guy. Because I haven't seen him have the full opportunity for at least two years, you know what I mean, for him to be the guy. At least give me two years. Let me see if he's that dude. Give him everything around him. And if he's not, then great. At least I have a full body of work to show myself that he's not that dude to be around, you know, build around and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But. Let's find out. That's all I, I want to do. I want to find out. All right, guys. Yeah, that, that's a lot of talk about scary big picture questions. And we appreciate everybody's questions. I like scary big picture. Let's round out with something fun. Okay. Because it is the Monday of a three-day weekend, a holiday weekend. Let's okay. end on a fun holiday. note. Uh, Alex on Twitter, a.k.a. at Yellar47. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, favorite obscure oh, Bulls player from the last 10 years. So from 2012, 2013 season to now. I mean. So here's the thing. I have a like, lot of obscure names that I never want to hear or say uh-huh. ever again. He didn't say hate, man. In Bulls jerseys from the last it's 10 years. It's easy for Matt to say the hate ones. Right. I'm just saying there, there are a lot of <laughs> obscure Bulls names that you can uh-huh. easily and quickly rule out. Here's, here's my two cents. Then I'll toss it to you guys. Okay, fair. I, my first thought was Nate Robinson, but uh-huh. then my second thought immediately on top of that was that's offensive to Nate Robinson. Because <laughs> he's not obscure. Because he is right. not obscure. Fact. He only spent one season with this team 10 years ago. Yeah. That man is a legend. Yeah, yeah, agreed. For game four alone, that man is a legend. But then also all of the other incredible performances he had in a Bulls jersey. 
I'm going to say Etwan Moore. Oh. I loved Etwan Moore in his Bulls tenure. Okay, I dig that. That rain-making, game-winning three he had oh. in one of those epic of many TNT he, yeah, Bulls victories. Yes, yes. When he had, he was the yes. inbounds passer. Yep, on the baseline. Passed it to Powell. Yep. Powell immediately hot-potatoed back to Etwan in the I corner it well. for three. I remember it well. Man. Yeah. Loved Etwan. Great player. Awesome. And then after excelling in his role-playing role with the Bulls, made some good money, I believe, with the Pelicans? Pelicans, correct. Pelicans. Shout out Etwan Moore. He, I think he's still with them, as a matter of fact. Yeah, shout out Etwan Moore. Um, well, the only right answer is is Matt Thomas. Oh my! God. Uh, to say it to you, but that's not where I'm gonna go uh, right now on this. Shout out, shout out, Madly Legend. It's not where I'm gonna go on this right now. I'm gonna go with Marco Bellinelli. Marco, I truly enjoyed Marco Bellinelli because teammate of Nate Robinson. Yes, correct. Big time shot maker. Colossal Huge. big time shot maker. During the regular season, the amount of big shots Dude. that man hit. That when they had at Boston Son. in the regular season, Son. he made that falling down Son. out of nowhere hit with shot. The, it hit with the, the kahunas hit him with that. But Marco, what I lo- liked about him so much is whatever position he was put him at, he did solid. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he was great or whatever, but he did solid. He asked him to play point. I I had never seen Marco Bellinelli be a point guard in this league. Not one time. I saw him with the Spurs, all that. I, I never saw him play that position. But I watched him play that position with the Bulls because they were devoid of that because of injuries mm-hmm. and all those other. Again, which is why Nate Robinson was here. Was They were devoid of that kind of stuff, man. But Marco Bellinelli always stepped up every single time. And he always delivered for the Chicago Bulls. And that's why he was my guy. I was like, wherever they put him at on the floor, he's doing something. And period, point blank, that's all I can ask for, for a dude who's not used to being in a position that they're putting him at. Do something. You know what I mean? Like, can you do, give me some rebounds? Can you give me an assist? How about you hit these three-pointers that I need you to hit? Yeah. He said yes to all that shit, <laughs> and he was on it. And I appreciated that from Marco Bellinelli, man. He was, I appreciate Marco, it, man. man. Shout Love out to Marco. Marco, bro. I feel like I don't have a great answer for this. Of course you do. You're the GOAT. Like, the GOAT. I mean, like, can I say Kyle Korver? Mm. That's that's more than 10 years ago now, sadly. You can't, you can't say yourself, Will. Can I say uh, Nico Miritich? I was always a big That's Nico not obscure, guy. no. Uh, not very obscure, no. Not, that's not obscure. It's not obscure enough it's not for you obscure. guys. not obscure. You got to be looking obs- back also, through the like Not in the Bulls jersey, but Kyle Korver was an all-star. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that rules him he out was of an being obscure. obscure. <laughs> he was obscured from the rotation. That's true, um, he was, but he hit some huge shots for the Bulls. Everybody I was, remembers him. I was a big Etwan guy. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, man. This is yeah, this is bad. I don't know. Really is obscure. No, Etwan is is definitely an obscure Bulls player. He's and based off of the way he played is the reason he got the contract he got, mm-hmm. you know, with the Pelicans, man. Which I went and checked. After the Pelicans, he did uh have 20 or so appearances with the 2021 Phoenix Suns. Mm, and then did right, not, he was with and Phoenix. And then did not play right, uh, right. since then. So the fact he, he got a career based off of what he did with the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. And I love those kind of things. When guys who you probably wouldn't think have a career would get a career just because of how well they play. You get a, And for me, it's just getting an extra four or five years that you probably wouldn't have gotten. Yeah. But the way you did it on the Chicago Bulls, teams remember that kind of stuff, man. And All I right. like that. So, Goat, Corbett doesn't count. Uh, 
Nicole Nico Miritich don't count. Definitely doesn't count. No, 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 no. You got to give us a real obscure one. Come on, I mean, go. David Nwaba was always up there for me. Okay. I know that was the suggestion in there, so that's kind uh, of I was gonna say, answer. Did you see that that was the example given okay. by Alex who asked that question? I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Let's let's. Thank goodness Mark's not here with us. <laughs> he would get on us. Yeah. Mark, Mark was always David more Nwaba. of the Nwaba guy and like Javante hours. too. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. the arguments I had about David Nwaba. Oh my God. I was like, dude, if we're depending on this dude. <laughs> like, come on, man. Come on. Dude, what killed me is when Bulls fans started to try to make comps in more modern times to David Nwaba. Yeah. They'll look at guys and be like, oh man, he could be our next David Nwaba. And I'm like, <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> that means he could be on the floor? <laughs> that means he could be That healthy? means it's been a rough few years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is the GOAT, ladies and gents. That is absolutely right. It's I got one time. for you. Okay, here we go. Tyler Cook. Oh, okay, yes. Okay. That right. is. There I, it is. I had high hopes for Tyler Cook. Yes, you I and like I both that. like Tyler Cook, man. I thought his post game was pretty solid. Before coming back here and taking this job, I was Flex. at the Warriors game when the Bulls played in San Francisco when Lonzo Flex. was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Cook got in for some reason. I can't remember, man. He That dude can jump. Put some pressure on the rim. I liked him against Giannis mm-hmm. a couple years ago, man. Yeah, guarded Giannis pretty well. Tyler Cook. Tyler Cook, that's a good answer. That qualifies. Yeah. Uh, all right, thank you, everybody, for your questions. Uh, we didn't get to all of them. We got to as many as we could. We'll do this some more throughout the offseason, especially once we get into those late offseason months when we're still doing five shows a week for y'all. Yes. Uh, and we want to hear more from you. Um, so you can always hit us up, chgo underscore bulls or our personal Twitter handles. Bulls underscore Peck, bow, B-W-L Sports, Will underscore Gottlieb. He's grown. He's the goat. The grown goat. Um, Enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend. Hope everybody had a great one. We will be back in studio. Same time, same place. Manana. Manana. Until then, thanks for watching CHGO Bulls brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make them parlays, y'all. Have fun making money. Shout out to our producer, Steven. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See Red be good. Te quiero.